The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's a late-night anger management class. It's level three. All right, we got a couple of minutes uh, here before Martin rejoins us. Matthias uh, played soccer, and uh, you're a big uh, soccer guy. So what do you think, I as I stated? Good. I wouldn't, keep, I wouldn't let him stay. You have to kick him out to save face. I don't care the problems that it costs you and stuff with the television network. You tell the network, don't worry. We're going to give you the games. They're still going to be watched anyways. Chill out. They're screwing you. It's not us that's doing this. It's them. To me, you've got to boot them out. You've got to kick them out of the Chance League. I think you're right on the spot, Gabe. You have to boot them out of the Champions League. But, you know, to make things even better... I think you don't allow the players who are on those teams that participate in the European Super League to go play in the World Cup. I think that would be the biggest. See, that's crazy to me. Thing. It is crazy because that would make the whole thing from stopping because everybody wants to play in a World Cup. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, the players didn't even want this. Uh, you know, Manchester, Manchester United players didn't even know about this. Right? They, they didn't even know about this. As we stated, so here it is. Uh, the Daily Mail reports reveal big six clubs could be blocked from signing foreign international players amid push to join new European Super League with the government set to step in and deny work permits. <laughs> like, they're not playing around. You know what, though? It's crazy, isn't it? And people are talking about it. You know, They don't react this way to racism in the sport. They didn't react this way to COVID. This is like bigger than Brexit. Like they're panicking and the governments are stepping in with the threats. I, listen, I have no problem with booting these teams from the Champions League, but I don't think that any of these like federations, it's any of their damn business. Like the English national soccer team, they didn't do this. Why would? Why should they be punished? They didn't do this. They didn't create this, right? It's, this isn't their idea. It's not Germany's idea. It's not France's idea. It's a bunch of rich dudes. It's a bunch of NFL and MLB owners, actually, and, and the Spanish guys, right? So... You know, why punish the players? I don't agree with that, Matias. Uh, the president but, of Real you know, Madrid is a moron. The president of Real Madrid, uh, Florentino Perez, is a, is a moron, Gabe. First of all, he says he loves to do everything for the love of football. And that he's doing yeah, it if. because football <laughs> needs to be saved. I never knew that football needed to be saved. Uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's beyond insanity, the short-sightedness of these dudes. Eric Cantona slams European Super League clubs for not consulting supporters. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Dot com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. We're jam-packed this evening. We've got a couple of more minutes with Martin Rogers from Fox Sports. Really appreciate uh, having him on the program. And as you stated, uh, Martin, moments ago, I mean, never mind the fact, we've got the, the Euro um, the Euro tourney that was canceled last year due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, we're in the middle of the damn Champions League right now. And there are stories that basically that uh, Real Madrid, Man City, and, uh, and Chelsea are about to get kicked out and evicted from the tournament on Friday. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. The, the timing of it is insane, right? That you have this advanced stage of the Champions League. You've got like Manchester City going for three trophies. You've got all these other teams left in. Like you say, you've got the Euros, the long-awaited Euros coming up. And this great cloud of uncertainty is probably going to hang over all of it and go deep into the summer. And, uh, yeah, yeah, soccer, I don't know, for, for a game that is loved so desperately by so many people worldwide, and in its essence, is such a simple game. My goodness, it finds ways to complicate itself, doesn't yeah, it? Like yeah. this is the most extreme. This is the most extreme iteration of that. Um, but it's sad, isn't it? Right? Isn't it sad that you know this is what we're talking about instead of the excellence on the field, instead of the upcoming Euros, which, by the way, should be a spectacular championship. Um, you know, featuring some unbelievable teams and players, uh, and yet this is going to be like you know the, the back pages of the uh, of the European media are going to have nothing else for the next three months. They are. It's just the nature of it. It's the only thing anyone wants to talk about. It's overtaking, overshadowing everything. Um, you know, it's... Uh, and it's fans... The black and if you're, you're a fan, you're a supporter of Arsenal, of Man City, of Chelsea... You want to win the Champions League. That's what it's about, right? That's that's what it's about. Not winning some made-up tournament, right? Like, oh, like, you know, there's already too many of these made-up uh, tournaments as it is. And, you know, they, you, know they, you can't really compare it, but, you know, looking at a comparison is the, uh, the National Hockey League, all right? They, you know, they'll yeah. conveniently, Martin... They'll conveniently want to play in the Olympics when it's in when it's in America, if it's in Europe. You know what I mean? If it's not in a country that they find desirable or the time zone, then suddenly they don't want to do it. So they sort of pick their spots. And for the most part, the NHL players want to go to the Olympics. But the problem is it's in the middle of the season. The NHL has to shut it down. So the NHL created what they called a World Cup. Okay? The NHLPA, the Players Association. 
Dude, it was such a joke. They combined like three or four countries. It was such an insult. All right, yeah, yeah. I remember like, all right, Slovakia, Lithuania. You guys would just be like a Euro team. And it was just such a mockery and just a disgrace. Nobody cared. Even the players admitted after that was an embarrassment. Like that, you know, that, that was a pure embarrassment. I, you know, I sort of see, you know, a parallel here in which fans, fans don't want to see just the best against the best. They want to see everybody. That's as you stated. That's that's the, the nature of sport, right? Fairness, fair sport. That's the beautiful thing about sports, that you're supposed to take politics out of it. That's just who's the faster man? Who's the stronger man? Who can put this ball into this net more times than the other team? And as you stated, we've just destroyed it. Yeah, and the thing is that you really hit on something there because the concept here is, oh, the best playing the best. But it's nonsense. It's the best as of, you know, April the 18th, 2021 against the best of April 18th, 2021. And you don't give anyone else the chance to prove that, hey, at this particular moment in time, four years from now, we might actually be. Hey, Mark, look at the NCAA tournament. Sorry to jump in. Look at it. What makes, why do Americans have the NCAA tournament? Because everybody's got a freaking chance. The small school to the big school. Yeah, and then the, in in a, in a beautiful bit of poetic timing, we saw that this weekend. Like you mentioned, we saw Arsenal couldn't beat Fulham. We yes, saw that exactly. Uh, yeah, we saw shock results in Italy. Atalanta, who you know, one of the teams that are very good but not good enough for the European Super League, getting a big win. Like we see it time and again, and it's part of the magic of it—the fact that you can have you know a smaller club hosting a big team, you know, at home or on the road, and the potential for this upset result, and you. you just strip that away here there's no you know there's none of the romance anymore it's just giant against giant and that, that's why so many people have rebelled against it so strongly um, all right listen we've only got a couple more minutes and we really appreciate your time uh, mark rogers fox uh, sports uh, with us so what do you make of uh, the paris saint germans and the uh, the bayern munichs i saw the president of bayern munich stating that he thinks it's better for the sport of football and everybody to work with uefa and try to improve uefa as opposed to break away will they hold strong uh, do you think uh, or will they finally break down what, what about the german teams what about the french sides yeah, I really enjoyed that sentiment um, from Bayern. I thought it really sent a good message uh, amongst the sea of mayhem. And uh, But who knows, right? I, I saw somewhere today that the odds makers still suggest that despite what's been said, if yeah. the European Super League does kick off in 2023, that, that they believe that you know Bayern and PSG would, would still you know, be in the field and take place. Because at that point, it's the old FOMO syndrome, isn't it? <laughs> they don't want to miss out if there's a new party in town getting off the ground. Um, I, you know, I, I think that if it had been a unanimous front, you know, they, they want this league to have 15 core members. If 15 teams had been part of the announcement uh, yesterday, then I think it would have been significantly stronger than it is. The fact that it was only 12 suggests that this is still kind of a, a, a UK-led thing. Six of those 12 teams are from the EPL. Uh, I think Bayern could really play into this strongly. Remember, Paris Saint-Germain have all that money uh, from the Middle East uh, that, that is sort of, you know, been propping up their club. And and leading it to great success over the past few years. Those are two holdouts, potentially, and they're really powerful holdouts. Because is it a true European Super League if, for the no. most part, it's really just made, made up of England, Spain, and Italy? It's not, is it, right? You need these, these other teams. You need that continental interest to get those huge television revenues that they're going to be looking for.
All right, Martin, uh, we got two minutes here, so I'm going to keep it simple. I'm just happy the MLS is back. No drama. <laughs> no drama know, with you, the MLS. He, hey, it was a fun weekend of MLS soccer, bro. The Montreal Impact are the club to foot, as they're now called, score four goals. The Vancouver Whitecaps, a big upset. I, I actually do love the MLS. I love, I, you know, I love all soccer slash football. I am a big MLS fan, and I am stoked that it's back. And it was a fun opening weekend to play. Well, it was, but I tell you, let me change tack for a second and terrify you for just a minute, because more and more growing calls and growing indications that within a few years, there may be a situation where MLS and Liga MX in Mexico look to combine forces, right, and and have a two-tier system with some promotion relegation and the two leagues combine and try I to... I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I, I same with the, it, same with Holland and Belgium, right? You know, there's sure, sort of sure, some sure. of these some of these leagues. Hey, listen, the XFL and the CFL, we're doomed, Martin. It's even happening in Canada with the XFL and the Rock. They're gonna merge. Sure. Ah, it's sure, just sure. big bad. It's just it is what it is, Martin. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. I tell you what, my my favorite story from MLS so far this season. Uh, Austin FC, newcomer into the league. They've got a really cool setup. It's a great stadium. It's a you know, the first time um, that city has had a pro, proper pro sports team. Obviously, Texas Longhorns football has been massive forever. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. You know, they lost their opening game to LAFC, but they've got a great little ownership group. Matthew McConaughey, the actor, is, like, genuinely involved. He's not, like, one of these celebrity owners. Like, the guy's, like, rolling his sleeves up and getting stuck in and doing work. Um, so I, I think that'll be a fun one to watch. Look, really tough for new teams to come into MLS and, and succeed right away, getting increasingly tough. Um, but that's definitely a, a franchise that I'm rooting for. Hey, Martin, let's do this again. Really enjoyed having you on the show. And I enjoyed your article about the um, the length of athletes' careers and athletes playing older uh, right now. I was just talking about Alexander Ovechkin at 35 and some other athletes. So uh, down the road, let's just uh, let's definitely catch up. And I'd love to catch up with you. Great stuff, uh, Martin. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Take care, mate. Cheers. There's uh, Martin Rogers uh, with us, man. We can talk with Martin all night. Excellent stuff on the late night anger management class. I am you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Eat technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Simple, really. You have a choice. Either listen to Sports Grid and get the winning edge. Or don't. And get really good at explaining things to your increasingly impatient wife. Happy wife, happy life, dude. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late 
Game Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. We're throwing it down. We've had a stock show this evening. Let's uh, step out of the hardwood right now and bring Pete Annapolis in, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. Of course, RDS Television, basketball, NBA analyst. And there's a lot of NBA talk to get to. Pete, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing very good tonight, Gabe. So, uh, Pete, let's start off uh, with it's 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 ironic, actually, that I saw online earlier in the day today that it's the year anniversary of the uh, the debut of Michael Jordan and the documentary The Last Dance. And it feels like it was almost years ago. But you and I talked about every episode through the pandemic. There was no basketball uh, going on. Um, at that time. And of course, the ratings were crazy high. More people watch that than are actually watching the NBA games uh, that are back uh, right now. And people said after like, wow, you know, we could have used another 10 episodes, man. Like, you know, there's still so much that was untold. Well, I got to tell you, I think that it's time to get Michael Jordan um, back into that chair and give him a couple of drinks once again because we know how he takes everything so personal and i don't even know where to start but i'm going to start off with one of the players that jordan beat for one of his titles um in the glove gary payton who uh, declares lebron james is a better player by far he does everything he passes the ball better than jordan he can dribble it a little bit better than jordan shooting wise i don't think so rebounding i think he uh i think he did um so here we have the glove gary payton declaring lebron james is better than michael jordan well i think it's pure blasphemy uh (laughs) it's like it's like not even close. I mean, like, why are we still talking about this? Why are we still debating this? And and I understand and I love the glove. The glove was such an ultra competitor. He will never stop trash talking. He'll never give in to Jordan. And I got to respect him for it, right? Uh, even though Jordan beat him in Sean Camp and beat him throughout his career, uh, and Jordan talked trash to the glove and then talked trash better than, than, he, than, the, than the glove did, and he talked trash better than LeBron did. Let, let, let's make something very clear. Uh, we can break down statistics. We can break down categories. But, you know, when I grew up, my definition of sports is about winning. And there's nobody that won more than Michael Jordan the way he won. And Michael Jordan was a better offensive player than anybody I've ever seen in my life. And Michael Jordan was probably the, be- the greatest defensive player we've ever seen in our life. The guy won it all uh, six for six. I mean, it's not even a question. What Michael Jordan, he took totally destroyed every single person that tried to compete against him. Nobody got close. I mean, LeBron is a great player. He's going to go down one of the top five greatest players of all time. Maybe he'll, he'll you know, climb up to number two. It's opinion-based. LeBron, at the end of the day, has been in ten finals. He's lost six of them. He's under 500. Why do we keep talking about this? It doesn't make any sense to me. Michael Jordan won all those scoring titles. He completely annihilated every single opponent. Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Hall of Famers didn't get a taste of the champagne. Everybody's won when LeBron James has been in the league. Let's stop, let's stop this once and for all. Jamal Crawford sent out a tweet today, and I love Jamal. And he's a guy who's very astute, very intelligent, right? He's been in the league forever. I mean, played almost 20 years. He said... It starts and it ends with Michael Jordan. Everybody's playing for second place. And I agree with Jamal Crawford. Pete Annapolis uh, kicking it with us. And uh, Pete, very passionate uh, about uh, Gary Payton's statements. Like I said, I want to see Jordan after a couple of drinks 
once again and his thoughts on Gary Payton. <laughs> and we can get another right. uh, couple of hundred great gifts and Jordan laughs and everything else in between. So it doesn't end uh, there. And um, so here's uh, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom appeared on the Showtime's All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. And they were talking about Kobe Bryant, what it was like to play with Kobe Bryant, and the drive that Kobe Bryant had. And Lamar says Kobe not didn't just consider himself to be on the same level as Jordan. Kobe thought he was better uh, than Jordan. Uh, Lamar says he said he was better than Mike. I said, what? I see, he said, and uh, Lamar goes on to say, you got to understand his drive. There ain't too many dudes that played in the NBA that really meant it in their heart. Like, yeah, I'm actually better than LeBron James is. That's what he chased his whole life, to be as good or as mentioned with Michael Jordan. And it is true. And I've always thought that whole comparison with LeBron James and Jordan was was a falsehood. They play different positions even, and I'm with you. I'm on Team Jordan, but I've always thought LeBron Jordan was more of a Magic Johnson style of player. And, you know, obviously Kobe patterned his game, patterned his game after, after Michael. And I don't look at this as an insult. It was just that Kobe was just so driven and wanted to be better than Michael Jordan. There's no question that, um, and again, Lamar Odom was a great player as well. Man, he could have been one of the great ones as well if he took care of business outside of the court. But when you look at Michael Jordan and the way he played and the style and the shorts and the swagger and the competitiveness and the ruthlessness, I think that Kobe wanted to be exactly like Michael. He emulated his game completely, the same mannerisms, the same shots. And at the end of the day, he wanted to be better than Jordan. He wanted to get the seven titles, right? So he could have one more than Jordan. He got the five. And we know, Gabe, how difficult it is to win NBA championships uh, and how difficult it is when you're the alpha male, when you're the top dog of a team. And Kobe got the five of them in an era where he had to go up against Tim Duncan and the Spurs in the same conference. So I think that Kobe, his his, his will to win um, – Whatever needed to be done, and he wasn't a great teammate, nor was Michael Jordan a great teammate, and that's not surprising because he just emulated, he just did exactly the what Michael Jordan did as a player. And I think that Kobe Bryant, I think he's underrated in terms of being considered one of the great players to ever play the game. Uh, he came out of high school, uh, similar to LeBron, uh, and he got to L.A., and you know he won with Shaquille O'Neal, which wasn't easy. Uh, they won three in a row, and then he won two more when Shaq left, and he went to Miami, and he showed that, hey, he could win without Shaq. And to get the five, I mean, to me, I love Kobe. I love everything about the way he played. Uh, another elite defender as well, and that's the thing. The one thing I tell people all the time, game, is sometimes we look at offensive stats and defensive stats, but there's one staff that really correlates to winning, and that is free throw shooting because the best players will get the ball in their hands, at the end of the game, and you're going to get fouled and you can get to, to the line. Jordan was 90-plus at the line. Magic and Larry Bird were 90%-plus. Kobe Bryant was 90%-plus. LeBron James is is around the 68 to the 72% mark, and I think that is one of the reasons, ultimately, that's cost him some NBA championships and why he's 4 for 10 instead of being over 500. But you know, getting to the line is one thing and not selling for, for long-range shots. But making those clutch free throws is another thing, and Kobe Bryant had that in his arsenal. Uh, Pete Annapolis uh, kicking it uh, with us. And, you know, the Last Dance documentary is just so good, it's almost worth a watch again. 
I didn't overdo it. Like I watched the episodes at the time when they came out. I would watch them sometimes again. Um, but I didn't I didn't overdo it. I could definitely watch it, watch them again and still be fascinated. But and, you know, speaking of the last dance, Scotty Pippen wasn't fully appreciative. And as you stated, Michael Jordan wasn't the best teammate. It wasn't the nicest guy. Right. To, to, to guys on his team, even guys that you think you'd have a deep bond with. He was still a jerk to them. Right. He was still a jerk uh, to them. But how about the tragic news of Scottie Pippen uh, losing his son, 33 years old? Real like real heartbreaking story right there. And it's 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 difficult, right? It's 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 life. And sometimes we only see these athletes as, you know, guys that play a game and we cheer for them. Uh, we criticize them. We get upset whether they win or they lose. And, and Pippen was such a great, he was the perfect complement to what Michael Jordan was at that time. And the triangle offense was just the perfect offense that Phil designated or Tex Winter did, uh, the famous assistant coach. But man, uh, you know, to lose somebody that close to you, I, I just can't even, you know, fathom, um, what they're going through. Um, Scotty has been just an incredible, incredible athlete and ambassador, not only for the Chicago Bulls, but for the NBA, uh, a quiet superstar. I remember in 94 when Jordan retired, you know, Scotty winning the MVP at the, at the NBA all-star game. Uh, Scotty was just, you know, coming from central Arkansas. I mean, what a story, right? Like, you know, basketball manager to being a, you know, first round pick and then being one of the 50 great players to play in this game. But the way Michael and Scotty defended um, the six foot six and six foot eight, you know, versatile switching up on all defenders, I think that doesn't get enough respect from those two guys. Jordan won because we associate Jordan with being just this lethal, incredible scorer, but both those guys could defend. And when you added Ron Harper and you added Dennis Rodman to that mix, and you, it was just almost, you couldn't score against them. And that's one of the reasons they went 72 and 10. And probably if they had to do it all again, they probably could have gone like 176 or 77 games. But man, uh, thoughts and prayers for Scotty Pippen and his family. And it's amazing if you, if you think about it, guys. And as, you know, part of the greatest basketball team of all time or, you know, debatable, et cetera. But think about the tragedy involved with this team as well. From Michael Jordan's father. Uh, being uh, murdered. Steve Kerr's father was actually murdered. Uh, you know, Scottie Pippen, as as Pete just stated, Scottie Pippen grew up like so poor and, you know, to, to make it to what he did and now, you know, to lose his son right now. It's not all just, um, you know, it's not all just championship trophies and shoe contracts and uh, and late nights, um, late nights with with, you know, with beautiful women. You know, it's, there's real life at this, too. But it's it's fascinating when you look at that team and just the personal tragedy that so many guys and not to mention the other guys stories uh, as well uh, on that team. All right. Listen, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll get into the current state of the NBA uh, right now. Speaking of great players, Kevin Durant, what's his status moving forward and more. The late night anger management basket continues. This is Sports Rage. Play game. Remember the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning? Neither do we. Thank God. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When you're a true player, you look for every advantage you can get. Congratulations. You just found it. The winning edge. Sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabe Marinci. We're banging the boards on Sirius XM Channel 204 with Pete Yannapolis, uh, RDS television analyst, a former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. But uh, Pete, you're not just a basketball guy, you're a sports fan. What's your feeling on this uh, Euro Super League uh, that is being uh, formed? Uh, the, the feelings out there seem to be everywhere from uh, disgust, putridness, lividness, anger. I don't know if there's enough words for it. What's your take? <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough out there. And especially if for traditionalists and purists that love the, the tradition of great, you know, European soccer or European football, you want to call it, to, to disassociate yourself and try and merge and try and create super leagues. It's all about the money. It's all about what the income could be and the revenues and, and power and control to some of these elite teams. And what does it mean for the smaller teams? Uh, it's tough. It, it, it's absolutely tough. But nobody generates more revenue uh, than, than globally than soccer. And to have these type of major teams, super teams playing in a super league, I think it's enticing if you're going to see those teams play against each other. But when you think of, you know, the tradition of what these these other leagues have done for for, for hundreds of years uh, is difficult. And then I'm thinking, what what what's next? Right. If they're able to do that, what you know, will this stop? Will this start NBA teams maybe doing this in basketball, maybe in college sports? Do, do teams get away from conferences and try and get their own TV deals and all super leagues? Uh, but we're in an age today where. Things have, have moved in terms of we're not just watching sports on traditional cable television. Uh, there's different means to watch uh, sports, and, and there's a lot of money associated with this. But, again, I'm more of an old-school guy. I'm a traditionist guy. Maybe I'm going to reveal my age and stuff, but uh, it, it's tough for some of these other teams, for the fans especially, right? Uh, what does that mean for them? Um, but the one thing that's always possible, Gabe, because of social media, because people have access to information and access to their own opinion and the ability to give one, sometimes some of these things could, you know, fall through. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. But again, you have to feel for, for the small fan who just loves some of those their, their franchises and the way they've been able to watch these teams play. So interesting to see what's going to what's going to transpire in the next couple of months. Well, you're right. We've seen the same thing, and I think the the college landscape is the, the is is a comparable one. Look, we've seen teams throw the tradition of the rivalries under the bus, you know, in a heartbeat for for a bigger TV deal in another conference uh, before. We see the college football playoff um, in 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 football. It's not a real playoff, really. It's a big boys club in which it's who can bring the most revenue in, who's the biggest brand name, television, um, who's going to sell the most tickets, etc. So, we, you know, we sort of see this, but you're right. And the NCAA, I know that a lot of these college 
conference, you know, commissioners are just, you know, they're CEOs it's about making money. And a lot of them, like a good example is like the college football playoff guys. The NCAA doesn't have anything to do with that, Pete. Like college, they did that on their own. They're right. like, you know what? We're just doing our own playoff, and it's not run by the NCAA. It's not run by us. We have a college football playoff committee, and, you know, yeah, they run some of the bowl games, but they don't they don't control this. The NCAA controls the tournament, and I know it's been bandied about before. It always comes up, well, what if, like, Texas and Michigan and Ohio State and, and everyone just sort of in Alabama do their own sort of, you know, conference and play games? Yet the tradition does matter, and – you know, like suddenly, like these are exhibition games. Then you're not playing for the Champions League anymore, right? Like the fans want the glory of winning the Champions League, right? Like you want the glory of winning the Big Ten and beating the other teams, right? But as you say, like it's just it's very short-sighted. But I actually think this thing's gonna fall through because I think people are just that upset about it uh, that you know, no one likes the idea and the players don't even like it. Uh, but speaking of players. As, uh, let's get back to the NBA with Pete Annapolis because we could talk to sports all night uh, uh-huh. with Pete. Uh, but the clock is ticking. Um, Kevin Durant, I know you're a massive fan of Kevin Durant and his game. He comes back, and now there's the thigh contusion. How long is he going to be out for right now? How much of a concern is this moving forward? And, you know, Brooklyn aren't the only team with question marks moving forward. And, you know, uh, Pete, the playoffs really aren't all that far off right now. And a little more than a month away. No, it's about a month away. Um, here we are right now. So it is like the play-in tournament is literally less than a month away. So what do you make of uh, what do you make of Kevin Durant's injury right now? Well, I would be definitely concerned if I'm the Brooklyn Nets and I'm Steve Nash and I'm Sean Marks because uh, Kevin Durant hasn't played a lot of basketball in the last three years, right? You know, with the Achilles injury has missed almost a year and a half, almost two years. Now he comes back. He hasn't played many games. Uh, and we know how difficult it is, the grind of, of, to win an NBA championship. You have to win four playoff rounds. you got to win 16 games, and it's going to be extremely physical. And there's question marks when you come back from such from such an injury. So, you know, what's the chemistry going to look like between Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant? They haven't played much. And, and although they're able to really mesh together because they've played together and for Team USA, um, and, and they're so talented that they can overcome any type of lack of, of chemistry or cohesion, but I'll tell you what, when I look at the Eastern Conference, there's two teams at the top that I think right now uh, I would put my money on, on, on Philadelphia or the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, these are two teams that are going to be extremely difficult to beat in a seven-game series, uh, notwithstanding the talent and the offensive repertoire of KD, Harden, and Kevin Durant. Uh, you need to play defense. You need to be able to get stops in the fourth quarter. Uh, Milwaukee has added some great pieces in P.J. Tucker and Jeff Teague, and, and I love Drew Holiday, what he brings. He's going to alleviate some of that pressure that Giannis has to initiate so much offense for this team. You know, I'm watching a lot of Milwaukee basketball and covering a lot of their games. Giannis, you know, two dribble pull-ups. He's shooting the three, 17 from 21 the other night against Phoenix on the foul line. Giannis is slowly improving quietly, but that's the right thing. He's just going to be in there ready for the playoffs. You know, Embiid and Simmons and Tobias Harris with the shooters that they have right now and a championship coach in Doc Rivers. Man, they're going to be ready in prime. So, yes, Brooklyn is going to be the favorite when everything is said and done to start the NBA playoffs. Uh, but, you know, are you going to – are they going to cakewalk through the Eastern Conference even before they head into the West? I don't think so. So they need to get there. They need Kevin healthy. I still think that when Kevin is healthy, he's the best player in, the, in basketball because of his ability to really just score whenever he wants, and he's an improved and underrated defender. But right now, 
there is cause for concern right now. There's apprehension because at the end of the day, this is a team that is fragile. They have a rookie head coach that never coached before in Steve Nash, although I love the guy to death. Uh, you know, he's got to prove himself that he can make the key adjustments in the game. And when he has Mike D'Antoni next to him, with all the respect I have for Mike, Mike D'Antoni's never been to an NBA Finals in this style of play offensively. So uh, the playoffs in the East and in the West will be extremely tantalizing um, in the next couple of months. Pete Annapolis kick with us on the Late Night Anger Management Class. I am Gable Morency. So, you know, Brooklyn have question marks, and, you know, it's going to be rugged as well. The playoffs are at an incredibly tense pace. We saw that with KD. As you stated, he hasn't really been the same since 2019 when he came back, even against the Raptors. Then he got hurt. It's hard to step onto the court, guys. Like the speed of the game and the intensity and just the cuts, the turns, the rebounds, everything's just more intense uh, in the playoffs. And it's hard if your body isn't is ready for it. It's one thing to be rested. It's another thing to be fragile. So, you know, and speak, you know, there's a fragility about Brooklyn. I'm not fully buying in that the Lakers as well are just going to be suddenly healthy and everything's going to fall into place uh, for them. And I know before the year started, um, you said, you know what, the Clippers you know, were a team that you liked because the pressure was sort of off them. Last year, there was a ton of pressure on Kawhi Leonard, and there, there still is, but... Not nationally, not in the same way, right? After you leave an NBA champion and, oh, you didn't go to the Lakers, there was a lot of sort of drama around Kawhi last year and the Clippers and the team that beat and all that. It didn't happen. They're not really the national story anymore on a daily basis. They're kind of flying under the radar, but Paul George is playing great. You know, it's all about health right now, but the Clippers are 7-1. to They're actually the third choice to win the title. And if I had to pick one team right now, that's who I would pick. I've always loved uh, the Clippers uh, heading into this season. I'll echo your sentiments, Gabe. Uh, I think, you know, the health of Serge Ibaka, I think, is, is a player that could put him over the top in terms of a guy that has, as I mentioned, another championship pedigree. He's been through the, the grind. He understands how to defend elite players. Um, you know, if they play the Lakers, uh, you know, he's the perfect guy to defend Anthony Davis because he's quick enough to keep him laterally in front of him. And he's physical enough to not let him let Davis bully him, bully him inside. But I think you're right. I think that Kawhi Leonard has gotten a little bit of a free pass last year. He was absolutely atrocious after they were up three to one and he couldn't close out one game against uh, Denver. Um, Kawhi's going to have to play better. And I think that right now I like the fact that they haven't rested him as much. I think Kawhi feels comfortable feels healthy feels hungry and the other guys paul george right you know are we going to get playoff p or are we going to get somebody that keeps struggling from the field but i think those two players and i love the acquisition of, of ray john rondo rondo's another guy that's won a couple of championships he's going to be lighting a fire on Kawhi and paul saying hey i've been with i've seen the greatest play you guys could be that and Kawhi has proven that he could win but i think that the clippers are an underrated team and it's exactly what they needed the West is difficult, right? We don't know what's going to happen with Utah. Phoenix is a young and emerging team. But, again, they need to learn how to win in the playoffs. I think the Jamal Murray injury really puts a dent in the one Denver could do. Uh, so I think it's going to be Clippers, Lakers. You just, you know, uh, let's say they have to play Dallas and Luka. You know, nobody's going to want to play the Mavericks in the first round. I think LeBron and Davis missing so much basketball this year. Although, you know, the pieces are there with Drummond uh, and, and they're back on the championship team that they won last year. But I, I just feel that if, if they're healthy, I think that the Clippers could really roll the dice and win those three rounds and get to the, to the NBA Finals and then play whoever's going to come out of the East. Uh, from a betting perspective, guys, I think there's big value on the Clippers, actually. 
at uh, plus uh, 700. So, uh, Pete, before we get you out of here, we've talked about the MVP uh, throughout the year. And um, it's been chaos. You know, anybody that's been favored has sort of gotten injured. Nikolai Jokic is the runaway favor right now at minus 280. It's amazing that LeBron was almost a slam dunk to win this thing. Now he's 42 to 1 to win this. So Nikolai Jokic is minus 280. Joel Embiid is plus 270. And Giannis is 16 to 1. It appears as though the media is they're leaning with Jokic here. He's putting up massive numbers. And as long as Denver doesn't fall apart down the stretch without Murray, he's going to win this award. I would agree. I think that Jokic has been the most dominant, the most consistent player uh, throughout the full regular season. The guy's doing it all on the offensive end. He could score, he could rebound, he could distribute, he could facilitate. He's an underrated defender. Uh, and Denver's winning. And I think right now you make a great point. How will they finish without Jamal? I think this is another opportunity for him to really showcase that, hey, they could win regular season games without Jamal Murray. Uh, Monte Morris is going to have to play some good basketball, some Pazzo as well at the point guard position. Aaron Gordon would alleviate some of that scoring that Jamal provided. But I think that Jokic, uh, when you look at the advanced stats, they're just incredible. I mean, what he does uh, is, is, is virtually the prototypical player that you want right now in the NBA. He's a center. He's not that athletic, but the guy moves slow, but he moves efficiently. Uh, and he's got a killer instinct that a lot of people don't really give him enough credit for. Embiid's something strong, right? And I think that it's silly for Embiid to have any chance of winning this award. Philly's got to over, overtake Brooklyn and Milwaukee to finish first in the East. Uh, Giannis, again, I think he's playing better than he has the last couple of years, but it's very difficult for voters to give anyone uh, uh, three years in a row to give him the MVP of the league. The one guy that's kind of the wild card, Gabe, but I'll tell you this, I don't think he's going to win it, but he has that love affair with everybody in basketball, media and fans, and that's Steph Curry. If Steph Curry goes on the yeah. insane, insane run in Golden State, could go like, you know, play about 800 basketball, maybe, you know, they're gonna, it looks like they're going to be in the playing game for sure. So I, I, I'm curious to see if, if Curry starts going like 50, 50, 48, 60, and Golden State keeps winning, they might, it might get a little bit close, but my money's on the close right now. Pete Annapolis with us. Thanks for the time, Pete. Always a pleasure, Dave. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found it. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night 
an anger management class, man. It was a jam-packed show. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. Interesting chat with everybody in our chat uh, this evening. Nice to have a troll, troll-free uh, experience. Uh, and you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, just talking about great players um, in in the past and comparing players, and I hate to do it. Um, you know, we, we hate that. Oh, this guy's better than 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 other guys. But it was Gary Payton that brings it up of all people. And listen, Gary Payton has more credibility than we do, right? He played against Michael Jordan. I get it. Uh, he also lost to Michael Jordan as well. And like everybody else, seems to be bitter. <laughs> it's just funny that everyone's coming out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, Lamar Odom. Oh yeah, yeah. Kobe once told me that he thinks he's better than Michael Jordan. You know, Jordan just takes everything. You know, Jordan's like Kevin Durant, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jordan actually, for like a really rich dude, really like does know what everybody says. Like so. You know, Jordan definitely knows he heard about the Kobe comment. Although the Kobe comment wasn't um, wasn't insulting. Kobe, you know, was like looked up to Jordan and was just trying to emulate him. And, you know, Gary Payton, I don't know, maybe Gary Payton just smoked one, had a few drinks and decided to stir the pot uh, a little bit. All right, so I'm telling you guys, the most profitable team in Major League Baseball, not the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the team that beat the Dodgers tonight, the Seattle Mariners. All right, Seattle. These guys are, you know, cashing tickets in a big way. The hottest team in baseball as far as money is concerned. The Seattle Mariners are now up $827. Massive win tonight. They're up $827. They're 11-6. They're up $827 for the $100 better. And I'll tell you what. Um, I'm a diehard Dodger fan, but look at what the Dodgers have done. Look at how they set up their rotation here. Oh, so they played San Diego. Now they're playing Seattle for two. So they roll out May. They roll out Urias. And then when they get back to play San Diego again, boom. You know, they can roll out uh, Kershaw. They can roll out uh, Bueller. They can roll out Bauer. I'm not saying they don't care about these Seattle games, but in a sense, it's clear that the San Diego games are more important to them. Tomorrow, everybody's parlay tickets get out the Dodgers. As the late lady in McDonald would used to say, proceed with caution. Other night, you're on your own. Later. Winning Edge benefit number 27. Not having to explain to your wife why you lost. Sweet. You're listening to the trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 